if you're aware of where a man is at in his life, you will you can really know what to expect or what you cannot expect. Because again, some of the problems in relationships are women expecting things from men that they are not capable or designed or able or even want to provide. So if you are aware of the stages, you can chalk it up to, oh, that's just where he's at in his life. Okay, so I know what I I can expect, and then we don't have to take things personal. Right? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Bring Out the Best with Danielle Hage. I'm Danielle Hage, your host, but Danielle is my mother-in-law and the Nini to my three daughters at home. Um, Danielle is pastor, speaker, and founder of Dynamic Traits. She has 40 years experience with marriage and family relationships. She's been married for 42 years to Steve Hage, who travels the world preaching the gospel, and together they pastor a church in Laguna Niguel, California. So we are so glad to be here today, and this is actually part one of a two-part series where we're going to talk about the stages of a man. Yes. So, Every man goes through these stages. Yes. So we're going to talk about what we can expect, what we cannot expect from our men in each of these stages, and then the common mistakes women make in each of these stages. Right. So just very quickly before we really dive in, will you give us a rundown of the stages right. of a man? Okay. So first there's the page, and this is this goes from zero to puberty, so right around 11 years old, mm -hmm. and then we they turn into a knight, and this goes from anywhere from 11 to, it could even be early 30s, kind of a mm -hmm. long stage, and then they go from knight to prince, and there's actually three parts of the prince, early prince, middle prince, late prince, mm -hmm. and this goes anywhere from 20s to 40s, let's say, and then they go, before they become the king, it's not a stage because not all men go through this stage, but we call it the tunnel. So I'll give you the characteristics of the tunnel. Yeah. And then they become the king. And this can be anywhere from late 40s to 60s. And then they go from king to elder. And this is the older gentleman in, in our community, the grandfathers, um, late 60s and on. Okay. So today's episode is not just for women and men in romantic relationships, but for the women who are raising boys and for anyone really who wants to better understand all yes. the men in our lives. I mean, we right. all have men in our lives. We know children who are in that young stage. Yes. We know friends who are raising boys. We have coworkers who are men and obviously fathers right. and husbands and all this. So this is for everyone who wants to understand a little bit more about the stages of right. each Right. Because, you know, if you're aware of where a man is at in his life, you will you can really know what to expect or what you cannot expect. Because, again, some of the problems in relationships are women expecting things from men mm. that they are not capable or designed or able or even want to provide. So if you are aware of the stages, you can chalk it up to, oh, that's just where he's at in his life. Okay. So I know what I I can expect. And then we don't have to take things personal because, yeah. again, that's one of the biggest problems with women, is, especially as it pertains to men. We take so many things they do or don't do as personal to us, like something's wrong with me. So mm -hmm. if you can understand yeah. a little bit better about how men are designed, we're, we're a lot better off. 
Let's okay. Just put it that way. So let's dive right into the first one, the page. Okay. So the page. Okay. So these are little guys. Is anybody raising a little man in their home? Mm-hmm. You won't be able to relate to this as much, but yeah. you had a brother, right? I had a brother. But you don't have yep. boys. I have friends I, who are raising boys. And mm-hmm. friends who are raising boys. And I had a son and two daughters. So this is, again, from birth to puberty, right around 11, 11 and a half years old. And these are the risk takers. Okay. Mm-hmm. These are the little guys that are they're jumping off <laughs> furniture and down staircases and hanging from the chandeliers. They love to explore. They love challenging themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, they love testing themselves. They get frustrated when they can't uh, work something out, which is okay, mom. Okay. You don't always have to solve the problem for them. Mm-hmm. That's part of their growth cycle is learning to figure things out all by themselves. Don't always try to fix it. Um, they could care less about manners or hygiene. They love to have tooting and burping contests. They love to brag about their accomplishments. Look, mom, watch me, mom. Look, mom. And also, I have two grandsons right now that are um, that live very close, and I watch a lot. And I, I just reminds me all over again. We're out in my pool. Look, Nini. Look what I can do. Watch me jump. They, they so want to be their mommy's hero, Mm. their Nini's hero, their grandma's hero. And they're little night wannabes, okay? Mm -hmm. So the most common mistakes that women make at this stage is expecting them to behave like little girls. And boy, being around my granddaughters and being around my grandsons, I see the differences. They're so, like, (laughs) glaring the differences. I mean, the girls... They're, they entertain themselves. They're calm. They're mellow. They're great, fun girls. They get excited. But they're not pouncing on each other and wrestling with each other every second like my grandsons. Big difference. <laughs> you know, it's not like, you know, the little boys are sitting around combing each other's hair <laughs> like little <laughs> girls do, right? So very, very different. And you see the differences in, in the male and the female at such a very young mm-hmm. age, already mm-hmm. beginning. Um, Okay, so another common mistake is expecting these little boys to sit still to mind their manners. They don't care Mm -hmm. about sitting still or manners at all. Um, What we're trying to do is get them to suppress themselves. And that's what they hear when we say behave, sit still. All they hear is I have to suppress myself, right? Mm -hmm. And that's not fun. Um, Expecting them to be sensitive, more sensitive. If I was a better mom, they would be more sensitive. No, they're boys, okay? They are not designed to be sensitive at this age. And again, we moms blame ourselves, right? It's not your fault. Just know they're being a boy and let them be a boy. Or apologize for them. Or apologize. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Very good. Okay, so behaving to a man means absolutely nothing. Okay, but for a woman, it means everything, right? Right. So for a man, behaving just means to suppress himself, to hold himself down. There's mm-hmm. no win in it for a man. Instead of telling a page, this little man, okay, to behave, try telling him what his actions, uh, tell him what actions he could take or do that would win him a reward because mm-hmm. Guys are into the point system. They're into rewards. They're into, you know, winning and competition. So give them an incentive. Hey, if you do this while mommy's doing this, we're going to go get some lunch after. We're going to get an ice cream. We're going to, you're going to get a badge or a sticker or whatever it is. You know, I've got to get creative. And then he'll be all excited. Look what I want. I want a prize. Mm. All right. So the next stage from page is night. 
All right. Now, these are the, the guys, they go from their age is about 11 and a half years old into their early 30s. And it's a little different for every man. All right. So knights have an intense need for adventure. They want an adventure. They want a challenge. They want something exciting. They want to play. And this is one of the things that makes knights so much fun because they're really fun to be around. And sometimes the stage can be a, a little challenging for a mom because when they have choices around doing the right thing, the knights, or having an adventure, most times they're going to pick the adventure. Wow. Okay, I know I'm supposed to do this, but boy, this sounds so much like so much yeah. more fun or more exciting. They're probably going to choose the fun. So as a mom, understanding this intense need for fun and adventure, you don't have to lose respect for them. Just know, okay, this is part of the way they were designed, mm-hmm. part of their how they're created, all right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that you don't discipline a knight. I mean, they, they're going to need to be held accountable and right. disciplined. But but again, being aware, this is just the stage they're in, again, helps us to understand them, gives, gives us a little bit more compassion for the knight. So do you think the discipline part in raising them is— more helping them understand the consequences of their of their behaviors. Sure. You know, is, if if you do this, this may happen. Exactly. If you hit your brother, <laughs> that is <laughs> right. going to hurt. Right. Right. And it's more and understanding. Out to them. Yes. And then letting them choose. Yeah. If they're going to choose that That's consequence right. or There's not. There's cause and effect. To everything. Right. If you do this, this is what it's going to cause. Are you willing right. to pay the price? Right. You need to decide because if you do that, you're going to be on restriction. You're not going to be able to go out and have that right, fun that you want. Right. So so and, we still can have those boundaries absolutely. with our children. It's not absolutely. just a free card like, oh, he's free a boy. He can ask. He can right. do, he can do whatever he wants. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Okay. So just know that nights are full of passion. Um, if they're saving money, it's probably for their next adventure. All right. They will be attracted to a woman that will be a fun companion that will get on the adventure with them. They're not looking at women as marriage material at this stage of their life. They're looking at women as someone to have fun with, right? Now, here's a little sidebar. And this is kind of where the the conflict comes in, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, this can be a problem for girls in their 20s because girls are always ready for commitment before the boys. Okay, Generally speaking, of course, there's exceptions to every rule. Um, But this is something, commitment and marriage and a monogamous relationship is something that knights can't even wrap their brains around yet. They're they're like, there's so many things I got to do first before I'm committed. Um, But when a woman in her 20s is dating, she's expecting commitment to show up soon. Because if... If you and so what women will do is they'll start pressing a knight for commitment. And women will say, you know, a knight will say, What well, no, I I haven't done everything I want to do yet. And a woman will say, Oh, yes, you still can do everything you want to do, <laughs> which is a great big fat lie. Marry me and live in my house and you can still <laughs> yes. go do all your And adventures. then once you're married to me, I'm going to control mm. your time <laughs> and and monitor how you protect and provide yeah. for me. Yeah. Right. So she begins to think that her, his life belongs to her, his time is her time, and he can only do things with her permission. And, you know, it, knights have seen this. They've seen this in their parents, their moms running their dad's time. They've seen it in their friends. I, you know, I remember my son, he was the last to get married out of all of his friends. And I remember, you know, he had, he had really good modeling for mm-hmm. relationship and for marriage, 
because we had a good marriage, my, you know, his dad and I. And I started hearing him say, I'm never getting married. I am never <laughs> getting married. And I would, and he lived outside of the house, you know, he's college age and on his way. And I would say, why do you say that? Like marriage is a bad thing. He goes, oh no. He goes, I see all my friends are married. And oh my God, I, I hear how they complain that I can't do anything because my wife won't let me. Okay, <laughs> let, <laughs> that, that word let, as if she's in charge of him, as if she's the boss of him. She's not. But see, women, this shift happens in them after marriage, and they start feeling like his time is their time, like mm -hmm. it belongs to her, mm -hmm. which is not true, by the way. But this is one of those <laughs> things that can cause conflict, right? Women, girls, young girls, 20s and 30s, you need to know that um, a man being ready for commitment is a state of being. Okay, it doesn't matter how much he loves you, how into you he is, if he's not ready, he's not ready. And this can be a bummer for girls because this means there's nothing you can do to make him ready, mm -hmm. all right? It's something within a man. When the time is right, he'll be ready. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that you can do, girls, is you can ask him this question. What needs to be in place for you to be ready to commit. And then you listen to him, put a piece of duct tape over your mouth, because this is what women do. They Because a man takes a long time to answer, she starts going, okay, well, is it this? Is it this? And then she thinks, you know, it's yeah. taking him forever to answer. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe he can't handle an essay question. Maybe I need to give him multiple choice. So you start coming up with answers. Is it A, B, C? Now you've interrupted his thought process mm -hmm. and knocked him off track. So now he has to think about the second question and he was still on the first question. So, and, and you got to remember ladies, men, you know, a lot of women will say men are so shallow. They're not deep. They are deep. Yeah. We just don't give them a chance to go deep and come up with an mm -hmm. answer because men will actually think it through. Right. Women are, you know, we just pop off whatever yeah. the first thing in our mind <laughs> will say. So if you will be quiet and just let him think about what do I need to be ready in right. order right. to make that commitment, you might be surprised with what you get. And it's give probably, a true answer. Yeah. And I it's mean, probably nothing of what you thought it was. Right. right? Yeah. Because they're not going to say something just to get a rise out of you. Typically, what he says is what's true. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It was true for and him. to believe him. Right. So you're exactly. going to say, once he gives you an answer. Believe him. Believe him. Don't try to second guess him. Oh, he doesn't really mean that. Yeah. Or let no. me try to talk him out of that. Let me try to yes. let me try to solve the problem. Let me try yes. to solve the ring problem. Exactly. Let me try to solve the work problem. Right. Right. Whatever he's trying Don't to do. Try to come up with the solutions. He's yeah. the man. He needs to solve the problem. Yeah. He needs to come up with a solution. So at that point, the girlfriend has a choice. She can either right? say, "You have to decide. Can I support him?" in his journey to be, get ready, whether that's finishing school or getting the job he wants or getting enough money in the bank or starting his own business. Are you willing to be patient in, enough to support him in doing that? And if you're not, then that's the time to end the relationship. But if you are, you might be surprised what he turns out and, and what you get. But here's the mistake that women make. A lot of times they're not willing to wait. So women right. will marry at the right time rather than marry the right person. Right. So timing okay? really is. It, timing is very, very important. And you don't want to make the mistake, girls, of saying, oh, you know what? I know. Just come work for my dad and then we can get married. Because, you know, when he hits about 40, if he's in a job that he hates mm -hmm. because he didn't want to lose you, 
you're going to pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to pay yeah. for that, and it's not going to be pretty. Right. Okay? Right. And there's some men who will who will get married young mm-hmm. in this stage, right? Right. And build with you or build right. with their Yes. Their wife. Yes. But there are some men who want to build want their to kingdom, build, who have things established exactly. before they bring in a wife. Exactly. And that's the guys that are getting married later into their mm-hmm. 40s. I remember teaching this one time and where men were in the room, and one of the guys who was about 45 and single came up and he said, I finally understand. I finally get me. Well, I, why I wasn't interested in get, getting married yet. And he got married later in life, and he picked a wife and has children, and he was ready. He was ready, but it yeah. wasn't until later yeah. in life. So every man's a little different. Um, the other thing to understand about knights is that their testosterone, mm. testosterone, I, I'm being told that I say that wrong, um, <laughs> testosterone is at an all-time high. And what that means is that they're very horny, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> and they are very— interested in women's appearance, and they are very visual, and they cannot help but look and notice every female body part that's within their within their surroundings, okay? They can't help it. So it's kind of like this. I heard somebody explain it this way, and it makes so much sense. If testosterone were beer, a nine-year-old boy would get, be getting about a cup of testosterone a day. Mm. At 15 years old, he's going to be getting two gallons of beer a day. Wow. Think about that. It's coursing through his blood, running through his veins. You know, wonder they can't help but notice women and be gawking and looking and can't even hide it. They can't help themselves. It's part of their biological makeup. So don't get mad at them for their emphasis on appearance for women, you, mm-hmm. you you can't get mad at them. It's the way that they are designed, all right? Yeah. So just know that it's not their fault, okay? And then if he does marry early, it's because he sees marriage as an adventure. And he's mm-hmm. found a partner that he can build with and have fun with yeah. along the way. Okay. Some of the mistakes that women make at this stage of life is, again, being angry at their focus on women's appearance, mm-hmm. um, expecting them to be responsible According to our standard, um, they're be more focused on school, do your homework, focus on a job, save your money, right? Whatever our standards are. I remember my son Christian, your husband, (laughs) and he was in his 20s and he had been to college and come back home for a while. And he had a younger sister, just loved his little sister who's seven years younger than him. And he just loved to have fun with her and he would shop for her. And I remember. One time he came home and he bought this really cool little outfit for her. And I'm thinking, why are you spending that kind of money on Taylor? You need to be saving. You you know, you need to be, you know, <laughs> saving your money to be able to move out right. and to, you know, go down with your life. And I remember him coming in. He goes, Mom, look what I got for Taylor. And I don't know if it was her birthday or what. And it was kind of expensive what he bought. And I immediately just said, Christian, I mean, it's Cuba. Why? And he was so hurt. He was so bummed out that I didn't get excited about what he had done. And he'd done a nice thing. But I, my standard was at this point in your right. life, right. you don't need to be spending money on her. She spoiled us. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's my job, to spend money on her. And um, But I remember he was so hurt because I wasn't excited. And it just kind of put a little riff in mm-hmm. our relationship for a while. He was like, I'm not going to tell you anything anymore because you can't get behind it. <laughs> Because I was expecting him to do things according to my standard. So mm-hmm. I made all the mistakes, ladies, just so you know. Okay, thinking, here's another mistake. Thinking that if he loved me more, he would stay home more. He would be around more. 
Moms, expecting your teenage boy to hang out around the house, it's not going to happen. You need to, they look at home as a pit stop to refuel, to sleep, and to eat. That's it. And, you know, we raise them with wings, but then we don't want to set them free. We don't want them to fly. And right now, they, they he's learned everything that he can learn from being at home. He needs to get out there and explore and figure out what it is he doesn't know yet. Okay? So, so moms, you don't have to take it personal. I remember uh, one mother sitting in one of my classes, and she said, oh, my gosh. She goes, that helps me so much because I felt so hurt that my— Teenage boys don't want to be home ever. And she goes, now what I realize, it's not because of me. See see how women take so many things <laughs> yeah. personal? She was even taking that personal. Right. It has nothing to do with you. You're a great mom. Yeah. But I'm it's not just even thinking about you. <laughs> and that's the, the problem. They're not even thinking about you. Exactly. <laughs> you actually did a good job, mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you got to let them go. So and I think hard. what's interesting about this stage is the rate, the age range. Yeah. And you've been researching this for a long time. Yeah. Do you see that the age range is growing at this stage? Well, kind of a I think continued there adolescence. Is a, there's a night <laughs> in every man, yep. even when he gets to his sixties and seventies. Gotcha. Okay, because men like to play, they like yeah, adventure. adventure. And you know, one of the questions we ask when we do our panel of men is how much adventure do you need? Mm. You know, because not every man needs as much as the next man. So right. it just kind of depends. And what a man looks at as an adventure might not be the same that another man had the way another man sees right, adventure. Right. Okay. So, but I think there is that sense of adventure in every man yeah. all of his life. Right. For sure. Right. Yes. Yeah. I came home one time to my <laughs> to what? To a floor. It was supposed to be my dining room, but it was full of camping gear. Oh my gosh, I remember this. <laughs> yeah. And my husband, who had three young children at uh-huh. home. Decided his new adventure was going to be backpacking and camping. camping. How and our he? savings account was on <laughs> dwindling. Our, was on our dining room floor. Oh, for him to go solo, gosh. solo backpacking, not with the family, not involving. So he could go the on family. adventures. Yes. Oh yes. my gosh! And how did you handle that? <laughs> go ahead. You can say it not very well. <laughs> I think he tried to go once. <laughs> no, I remember. I do remember. I invited Danielle and and the grands. I think this was before Charlie was born to come out to Palm Springs. Oh with no, me Charlie and was a baby. She yes. was a baby. Okay. okay, so we did have the three, and we were gonna have a week. And it was in the summertime. Yes. We were getting an Airbnb. She was just crawling. The youngest and I was said, just crawling. Okay, and bring yeah. Christian too. I, you mm-hmm. know, for sure, we can Palm Springs, and yeah. it's gonna be great and oh sunny gosh. and so and enjoyable. Beautiful. Christian decided to go on this his was, own little adventure. Yes, this was the the backpacking days. Yes, yep. yes. Mm-hmm. And I remember Danielle was so mad. She's like, I can't yeah. believe he didn't come with his family. I'm like, I can't either. <laughs> to be <laughs> totally honest. But what's funny is he's out in this hot desert camping all by himself. And I remember he had called once or twice. He said, this is miserable. <laughs> he went home. <laughs> he left. He, he didn't, didn't even, even finish his adventure that he... And we were like, filled ha, my dining ha, room. Ha. Yeah, no, I wasn't ha ha ha. I was, no, she like, was even more mad. I was like, okay, so I have this crawling baby yes. in a home that has all these glass things that's going to break everywhere. I'm not getting a break because right, I'm chasing right. after this baby. And yeah. you now get seven more days at home in a all big by bed yourself. by yourself to watch whatever you want. Yes. So that's how I handled it. I yeah. Probably. Yeah. Well, and that's have. understandable. It's understandable. <laughs> and, and, and he did say, 
if he had to do it over again, he probably yeah. would come to Palm Springs with you. Right. right. Didn't you say right. that? I yes. Think. And I think we found a little bit of wiggle room and yeah. compromise and like how to get that adventure. And right. Now my girls are a little bit older. So now they go take, on these camping he'll take adventures. One or two of them at a time yes. to go on an adventure. Yes. Right. I've sucked it up and tried to go on one of these adventures. <laughs> and he got me the plushiest air mattress to sleep on. And I oh. still oh. don't care it's to not sleep your, on the Not your ground. cup of tea. No. Yeah. 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 So. But we're kind of at that stage now where it's like, okay, you go have yes. an adventure. Yes. Okay. Um, so a night goes from night to prince, and this age group can last anywhere between late 20s and late 40s. This is probably the longest stage of a man's life. This stage is characterized by an intense need to build. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he wants to create, create and to establish himself in the world. He's trying to figure out where he wants to build his kingdom now. Okay, so now he's all about becoming, and he is painfully aware that he's not yet a king, Mm. which is the next stage. So because it's such a long stage in a man's life, we're going to break it up into early prince, middle prince, and late prince. So the length of this stage depends on how quickly he identifies the area in which he wants to build his kingdom and where he wants to establish himself. So, you know, some guys, they know, like my son-in-law, Nima, he knew at 10 years old that he wanted to be a firefighter. And he was set on that. He was focused. He never wavered from that. My son, Christian, on the other hand, he had to feel it out. Like, he wasn't sure what he wanted to do, and he had to test the waters in a lot of different areas in his life before he settled on one thing. He's like played in the sandbox. (laughs) Yes. And he had so many ideas and things that he wanted to do. So, and again, this is the stage, ladies, where you don't want to press them because, again, Mm -hmm. now he's getting into his 20s and 30s. You don't want to press him to choose a field that isn't his passion, okay? The, uh, the, the get into the come work from my dad syndrome. Mm. Um, at this stage, he may have to engage in sev- several different areas, which I saw that with my son. But that once he identifies the place, then he will turn into the middle prince. So once he identifies him, his place, he wants to establish himself in, this is where he becomes the middle prince. At this stage, if you don't work with him, you're probably not going to see much of him mm-hmm. because this is the stage now where he's got, excuse me, his head to the grindstone. Like he is working. He's figured out, oh, this is my vision. This is my dream. This is where I'm headed. So the middle prince stage is going to probably be about 10 or 12 years where the, he is going to probably be working the hardest he is mm-hmm. ever going to work before and after this stage. Anything that is irrelevant to what he's building, he is not going to pay attention to. He's got very little time and a, and attention for people or mm-hmm. anything that is outside of his focus mm-hmm. of building this, his kingdom. Right. And again, this stage can go anywhere from 10, I'm going to say 12, 13, or 14 years. Mm-hmm. Here's the common mistake that women make at this stage. Thinking he's got a choice to either work or be with me. Okay, he doesn't have a choice, ladies. He is compelled to work hard because, again, he wants to be a king. He wants to be a protector and a provider for his wife and for his family. Right. So he he is not choosing that over you. He's right. choosing it for you, mm-hmm. for you and for him and for the family. It's not instead of, it's because he's compelled to work hard. He can't, right. he can't help himself. And his love for you or how he feels about you isn't going to change that, 
Okay. And this is where ladies, one of the mistakes they make is, look, he's spending all his time at work and he doesn't love me, care about Mm. me or cherish me enough. He doesn't want to spend time with the kids. (laughs) It's not that at all. And this is where I've even had to reframe that. Yeah. For my girls, because they love their daddy. They want right. to spend so much time with him. He is such a good dad and very hands-on. <sighs> yes. Um, but because they cherish him so much and they cherish the time with him, sometimes they'll make they'll start making those comments like yeah. daddy's never home or he travels a lot or he's we just been working daddy. and yeah. he you know, he's come home late after bed and you know, reframing that like daddy is doing all he can to provide uh, for us. Uh, you know, to yeah. give us this house, to give right. us the ability to go to dance lessons your, and your piano lessons. lessons yes. And, you know, so we just need to be thankful yes. when he is here. That's so good. And not, um, you know, not do the mother-in-law syndrome where I was like, well, I wish you just would spend more time with right. me. Right. No, just be more grateful when exactly. he is there. Oh, I'm so exactly. glad you're here this weekend. Let's have fun. What do you want to do? Yeah. There was one girl, young girl, married um, in her probably in her 30s, and she came to one of my classes. And when she heard this, she always had a, a very— um, let's say not a close relationship with her dad and her parents Mm -hmm. were divorced. And after hearing the stages of a man, she came to me and said, oh my gosh, she goes, I've been so angry and resentful of my dad. And part of it was because her mom did not help because she didn't understand. And so her mom would complain and gripe that the dad wasn't there. And the young girl just took that on that dad doesn't care about us. Mm -hmm. Dad doesn't love us. Dad spends all his time at work which was the first thing from the truth. And after she heard this, she went to her dad and she apologized. She said, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, dad, I, I, forgive me. I yeah. looked at you as someone who didn't care about me. Mm-hmm. And it actually healed and mended their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. But again, there's so many problems or conflicts between fathers and daughters, mothers and or husbands and wives, just because we don't understand. We don't right. understand how men are designed. And guess what, ladies? If you've ever been married to somebody who doesn't have a job mm-hmm. or doesn't oh, want gosh. to work, that is way worse. Trust yeah, me. Yeah. You will lose respect for him. Yeah. It's way worse than a man mm-hmm. that is spending a lot of time at work. It's and on yes, passion and on purpose. Exactly. Yeah. And yes, do men need to monitor? I mean, we, we don't want our men to become workaholics where yeah. that's all they do because they are going to miss out on a lot. And But I'm talking to the women right now. But mm-hmm. of course, men need to try to find some balance, but don't think it's out of balance because he's spending more time at work than he is at home, okay? Right. Somebody has got to be the breadwinner. And especially if you're on a one-income household, mm-hmm. he's going to be working yeah. super hard. So what you can do is ask him, how best can I support you? Mm-hmm. Ask him that question. What does yeah. support at this stage of your life look like for me? And then again, keep your mouth shut. Let Give him some time mm-hmm. to go deep. And, you know, to think about what, how you can support him. And because support to him might look different than support to you. You might say, well, I'm totally supportive of him. Of him. And he might say, I don't feel supported by her at all. Well, I think so what I've learned, too, other. in this stage, because Christian very much is in this stage, is that there are pressures that we don't see or understand as wives. You know, right. there's things that he's battling, not necessarily negative, but right. building and— and problem solving and trying to figure out and trying to set up for our future that I have no idea what those pressures are. So me at home with the kids, I'm looking at like, oh, I wish he would just care a little bit more about the backyard or I wish he would just, you know, do X, Y, Z or realize that we need to decorate this house. So the things that are high on my priority list are so low on his priority list 
because he has so much more going on that he right. really is trying to provide right. for a family and not burden me with because it's not my place to exactly. carry, carry that. that. Yeah, exactly. So he's actually um, helping you and yeah. supporting you by not yeah. sharing everything. And I know when my husband was traveling so much during his middle prince years, I mean, he traveled 49 weekends out of a year. Mm -hmm. And our kids were young. I mean, they were getting into their teenage years. And yeah. um, the best way I could support him was to be happy when he got home. And yeah, I made the mistakes. I mean, I remember when he he would have me travel with him like once a month, I would send the kids out, you know, every other month, one at a time to the places where he could take them and take care of them. So that, that nurturing um, so the, his relationship with the kids would be nurtured, yeah. and he wouldn't be the absentee father. But he always did his best to stay connected. And when we talk to our kids now as adults, um, both all three of them will say, I never felt like dad was gone. Yeah. Because he would check in with them. Connected, yeah. He would call. He would yeah. talk to them like every single day. Mm -hmm. And how are you doing? What's going on? He would take interest, an interest in their yeah. schoolwork, their sports, their friends. And to hear the kids say that now, like, it didn't seem like dad traveled that much. And I thought, man, he did something <laughs> right. He yeah. did his job. Yeah. And he would spend his, and then he would take the time that he did have with them and make it quality time. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, you know, traveling with him and I, I would get stressed and mm -hmm. he'd be carrying the load at home when he was gone. And I remember, you know, one time going out, going with him on a trip and I was on the airplane with him and I had him cornered because we're on a plane, so he couldn't get up and leave. <laughs> and I started getting out my list of stuff that I need to talk to him about, and yeah. it wasn't all positive. And I remember him saying, looking at me and saying, really? Is this what you want to talk about right now? And I said, well, when else are we going to have the time? And he says, I'm never bringing you with me again. Wow. And I thought, ooh, yeah. that's not good. Yeah. So when you do have the time to be together— you do have a date. Yeah. Don't bring up all the negative. The woulda, Don't bring up all the complaints. Yeah. Because here he is now spending time with you, and now it's going to turn into a negative when you finally have time alone. Mm -hmm. You need to make the best of that time. Because guess what? He's going to be excited to have that time alone with you, guy. Again, he's not going to be like, I'm never going to be alone with her yeah, again because yeah. she's just going to let me have it. We don't want to do that to our men. I think the biggest thing I've had to work on and still work on is— when he is gone for an extended period of time, even if it's working late into the night, not being that like, ugh, ragged, tired, right. you know, I'm mad at you because yeah. you've been gone for so long. Right. Now what do I get? You right. know, I deserve right. a break now. Um, I know that the times he does come home and I'm like, I had it on lock. The girls are good. <laughs> Things were great. That was really easy. Things go so much more yes. smooth and he's so much more appreciative. Yeah. Um, when I am able to handle it. Right. And he knows that I've right. got it handled. The other thing, and I don't know, maybe— And that feels like support to him. Knowing yes, that you good. have things yeah. under control, I guarantee makes him feel supported. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, Keep okay, talking. maybe it'll come back because <laughs> we're actually going to end there for this okay. episode. Okay. And we're going to pick this up in the Middle Prince for the next episode. Yes. Okay. Um, good. Yeah. But this has been a lot of great information uh, for not only moms who are raising young boys— but those who are dating young right. men and then those of us who are married to um, those men who are building and yes. providing and protecting. So we'll pick back up and go okay. into the middle princehood on in our next episode. Thanks for listening today and uh, make sure you subscribe anywhere that you conveniently listen to your podcasts. It helps us out if you rate and review us and we read every comment and review that you leave. If this helped you today, make sure you share this episode. Make sure you share this podcast. 
and we'll see you next time.